Welcome back to the Right Boundless podcast. On this episode, we speak to the founder of Los Angeles Moto. He is a content creator, motorcycle influencer, and the glue of Los Angeles motorcycle culture. On this episode, we have the one and only Mark Gamo. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. I see you just rolled up in the GS. You? How long have you had that? Yeah, man. Um, just a few years now. So I've been a big fan of BMW and GS 1200s. Are They literally rip anyone else's bikes. They can do anything and everything. Not that I'm a big promoter of BMW. I, I have done a few things with them, but it's 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 my favorite right now. What, what, uh, first of all, you've had a few BMWs. Yes. Uh, and they're all what, GSs. And they're all GSs. Yeah. And what do you mean you've done a few things with BMW? Um, well, I don't know if you know. I, I just did the the launch for the R18 Cruisers. I don't know if you've seen oh, the videos. No. Oh, I'm, no. I mean, I've seen the, the release of the of the bike. Yeah, but I haven't so seen, I'm, uh, I'm in the video. Yeah. Oh, really? Seen the, oh, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. So we, Where can we find the video? Uh, BMW, you know, BMWMotorad.com, I think, is... Uh, it's where it's everywhere. Oh, so nice. R18 everywhere. Cruiser, it's... It's magnificent. It's it's like the it's the BMWs, the cruisers. Uh, you know, it's like if if uh, Harley and the G if like a Harley and Dyna, an R nineteen would have a baby and R nineteen if, if they met at a bar had a baby, this is what you'd get just from that ride. Is it's beautiful. So backstory is. Uh, they gave me a call, I think, two months ago, saying, hey, you know, we, I did a photo shoot with their new collection for the apparel line, nice. just because they thought I was cool and they had, you know, had some style. So You're very cool and have lots thanks, of Thanks, man. Yeah, I wish we had a video <laughs> of, like, us showing how we I've look been, like I've right now. That, yeah, I really you know, been saying that for a little bit. We should do that. Like, kind of like, yeah, that. yeah. So they'll, they'll be seeing pictures of you as, as you're dressing right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I'm going to take them about uh, right after this. But, you know, so they called me, they like, the Germans like my style. They, they, they thought it was, you know, pretty uh, dead on what they wanted out of the, like the new customers of BMW, right? So it's not so much the older generation. They're trying to do more of like a cusp of, I don't want to say hipster, but hipster and more of like the middle, mid-age people. Right. So that have money. That have the money. Style, because BMW the, the is kind people of. people that have money. Yeah. Because right? so, the baby boomers are kind of like. Yeah. You know. So I mean, you know, right now it's it's kind of strange because everyone's using kind of like old bikes and vintage bikes to work on a startup, which is great, but BMWs like the R9Ts, the you know, the K1600s, BMW GS 1200s, they're they're pretty pricey, you know. Yeah. So you well, go Well, yes and no because if you compare a full bagger, like a Harley Davidson bagger, and Absolutely. how much you have to customize to Absolutely. it, you know, you have to change the pipes, you have to do this, you have to map it, you got to change the bars. You, there's so much you got to customize that it's 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 just as expensive. And when you pick up a GS, you oh. know, it's it's done. You you it's don't need to do anything about nothing. it. And if you do something to it, it's because you're doing it because you want to. You For know? necessity. For necessity. You're not gonna right. you're not gonna put you know. Uh, tassels on it or any kind of like right. weird stuff. You, you know, you might change the foot pegs because you, you you ride standing up a little bit or change the seats because, you know, just the, the height difference maybe. You might add a $1,000 lights. 
you might add a thousand other lights. You <laughs> might powder coat your, you know, engine guard. You might do a bunch Absolutely. of Absolutely. But that, I mean, that's, that's all decision. But there's certain things with Harley. I don't know if it's pure pressure or it's just something you want to do, but it has everything, but you mm -hmm. want to change it all. Like you don't want to keep the stock grips. You don't want to keep the, you know, stock floorboards or pegs. Like right. you, you, your influence. First thing you do is you change the pipe. Next thing you do, you change your seat. After that, you change your bars. And it's never-ending. So when I look at the overall cost, I think BMW is way you know, more affordable mm -hmm. versus a Harley. Now, in the long run, yeah. If somebody buys a 10-year-old Harley that's pretty customized and everything, which is the right move, then you know that's a different story. What, what year is your street bubble? Uh, 14. You also have a street bob? Yeah. That you still so have I had from street bobs... Uh, to Sportsters, to Road Kings, to so I had different variations of uh, Harley just because I loved it. You know, I growing up with it. I lived in Orange County. That's kind of whether you ride a you know sport bike or you ride Harley. So that's what kind part of, of Orange County, Huntington, Huntington nice. Beach. Yeah, yeah, very nice area. So, so you've always been in California. Yeah, yeah. Where are you originally from? I'm from Philippines, so nice. Filipino. I know so 100%. many. Born, born there. I was born so. You know, a little quick tip. I was born in Saudi Arabia. That's where my parents li lived and worked for about 10 plus years. And uh, I was born there. But I guess my birth certificate is from Philippines just because I guess you can't get a birthright in Saudi in Arabia unless Arab you're... country, yeah. yeah, yeah so, sure. But yeah. So after three years, we, we all moved here and we never left. Did, did they get the, the right date on your birth certificate? I don't know. And the reason I ask, I might be like 20 years old or 40 years old. Who knows? No, right? no, the reason I asked that is I was just talking to somebody. They're, they're elder. And they were saying that when they were born, they were waiting for. Yes. You know, they were in 40 days. You know, it takes to be a cleansed long, a so long that they don't time. You know, yeah. get germs. And then when they went to file for their birth certificate, they printed it out on. The that day, day, the day of when yeah. they came in. Yeah, yes. actually, my grandma had the same, the same situation. She's born in December 31st. And they screwed up and put her the year after. So he, she actually has one year more than what than her really ID is. She's yeah. one year older. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's something I've always asked. I, we're, we're kind of going off topic, but that's something I've always asked for when they celebrate like somebody's 105 years old. Yeah. You know, it's like, how accurate is what? their birth certificate? Like, oh, you hear those people that's over 100 years old. They're like, we don't know if she's 105, 106. We can't really figure out because there's no, I guess there's no real documentation or if those documentations are actually still existing, you know? Like, yeah, they need to do a carbon 14 test. You just chop the fingers. Like how many rings are there? You know, how many rings are that's hilarious. No, it, it, it's definitely hard, especially with the histories of wars and yeah. governments yeah. and everything changing and then immigrants coming in. It's, it's almost impossible to keep up. Absolutely. But please get back to the BMW. I, I want to hear um, more about shoot. So yeah. the photo shoot. So we, we did ride the, it. I did the photo shoot. They invited me back again. And I don't know if you guys have been listening or watching the, the blogs that BMW's come out with since last year is with Tommy from Butterscotch. Uh, he's been doing the, you, got, you guys got to yeah, interview him just because he's pretty interesting and also a handsome dude. Which you'll appreciate, and he's got class and we'll have style. Video by then. Yeah, we'll definitely have video. But so he's been doing this for a year with BMW, and it's called a, a, Bar a sorry a Bavarian Soul Story. So BMW, I don't know if you guys know what it stands for, is from Bavarian Motorrad 
works or something like that. In in German, it's a lot cooler, but yeah. for me, it's that's in, what it in stands German for. makes sense. Today's fun <laughs> fact for the day. Yeah, fun I fact. Did not know that. Yeah, so we we've been doing that, and they invited me. It's like, hey, Mark, do you want to do another shoot? I'm like, sure. It's like, you know, and this is all through text. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then who who are you texting? Um, this is Mark Boucher. This is just a private text message. So Mark Boucher is is the the I guess the the head guy of marketing for USA uh, or North America BMW. So you know we're 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 good friends, and he's the one who's been inviting me to do a lot of this stuff for BMW. And he's like, great. Can you do you have a passport? I'm like dot dot dot. Sure. He's like, all right. You know, we'll put you on. And how long do you mean? <laughs> do we have a it, so there, that was long? it. And that was like, maybe he's like two, three days later. He's like, I'm going to hit you up with Natalie. She's like the, the same person of me in, in Germany. She's going to let you know what's going on. So like, I don't know, for like a full week, I was trying to figure out like, where's this shoot? Why are they asking me if I have a passport and where am I going and for, and for how long? So finally, Natalie hits me up and she's like, hey, we're going to South Africa. We're going to shoot this, you know, the, the production for R18 and you're, you're one of the six. I'm like, great. So like, Fuck, that's awesome. For how long? He's like, she's like, oh, it's a five day shoot. I'm like, okay, cool. Even more awesome. But you'll be there for two weeks. You know, it's like, right. Hmm, because, because of the flight, you know, the flight days, it's like two days to get there and two days back and. And jet prepping lag, and jet prepping, lag, yeah. so they they gave us an ample time to kind of like get situated with with the with the the new country, I guess. So I was I was on board, and there was like what 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 part of Africa? South Africa, South Africa, which uh, was my third. That was my third time being there, which was kind of funny because last time I was there was about seven years ago. To that date, I was like. Holy crap! Like I'm going back because I've I've I'd had this like love for it. Um, South Africa just kind of gave that very earthy soul, like searching kind of like atmosphere. So we did the Big Five adventures. We we you know we surfed. What's, what's the Big Five? Can you describe that for the listeners? It's like a safari. So the Big Five oh, they call it the Big Five is is like the Big Five animals. It's just like lions, elephants, giraffe. I think hippopotamus and caribou or something like that so we did the we did the safari there and you're like 10 feet away from like a family of lions you know and i think they feed them early How on scary is that i mean it's, is, is there a moment you're just shitting your, you want to like oh yeah gases are coming out you don't even know what's happening well because there's no like you're on this like big truck it's like i think it's like a unimog right which is like but they're open right they're open so they can literally i've seen videos I, of, yeah, yeah that's of, what I'm of animals about. attack I seen videos. They just roll in the vehicle, and and yeah. you gotta just stay still. Stay and, still, and, and you can. And they sense everything. They're gonna tear your face off. Absolutely. You know? I mean, I haven't seen many videos of them tearing faces. Well, I was so close. We're so close to them. You can actually feel their breath, and they're like they're really, you know, it's like like it's just a, a big vibration of like just them breathing, and they see you. You can you can sense in their eyes, like, yeah, you're there, like, but we're not going to do anything because we're probably full or we're lazy and it's too hot. But, you know, split second, they could be tearing you apart. Absolutely. Do you think they, I mean, you, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but do you think they take a route and there's a dude and that goes before them and just feeds them like a bunch of steaks? Like, you know, so when people cruise by, they don't have issues. 
Because that's well, such a big risk. And why wouldn't they cover those buses? Or, or uh, Yeah, so I think they know what the animals are going to do, right? So probably in the morning they prep all the animals because it's it's not like a, a zoo where it's caged. I think it's a big, I don't know, it's a big area for them to just roam around. And uh, so they know where to go. It's like, okay, it's, you know, it's around 10 a.m. So the elephants are going to go to the pond and start drinking or bathing and all that stuff. So they know the route. They know the schedule. Uh, they know the schedule. So the animals, I'm sure, are consistent with their... Yeah. Daily routine. But yeah, the, with their eating people. But that's one of that was actually one of my uh you know on my bucket list is to do a big safari, you know, um tour. I guess the next one is like a, do a big safari hunt, you know. Maybe yeah. with like twelve gauge shotguns or whatever. Yeah, that, from that, your that, GS. From my GS. Shoot from the, like Terminator That style. should be the next content, you know. Yeah, I'm sure we they'll, they'll that. love it. I'm and, sure. And then and then we'll figure out the zombie apocalypse one. I know. I'm surprised no one's doing any content about zombie apocalypse, like what to do when it comes to like. The, well, there's a few websites. If you really? search, it's a I haven't searched hole deep of, enough in the in yeah, the you'll, you'll, yeah, the dark web. Even, there's even tests that you can do where it starts asking you calibers. Reddit, Reddit is pretty full of that. You'll survive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so BMW, South Africa, R18. They released it finally. It took. Then how long ago was this? This is like this was last month. So we shot in in South Africa the end of February. They had a month of posts to do it, and they were supposed to release the bikes at the hand built show in, in Austin, Texas, uh, April third and fourth. But since we're at this kind of you know containment COVID nineteen thing, everything all the shows were you know canceled. So they just had to do an online like a web release. Right. But yeah, they were going to bring the bikes there and it's, there's six bikes that's, that's actually touring right now. So you've seen three of them, right? You see the, 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 the classics, which doesn't have the baggers in the next three, which is going to be released in May. That's, that's when I come out with, with Drew from house of machines and Edgar, who's the main guy, the main designer for BMW. We're on, we're rolling on baggers. So that's just, this is like episode 10, I think, of uh, BMW. And uh, so you get to see a lot more variations of what you can do with the, with the bike. And I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see that. And, and, and tell us about the ride and the performance. Did you go off-road or regular road? No. So it was so secretive and it was so like... I mean, can you even talk about this? Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's out yeah. now. So there's at, you know, we had five... Dave's a shooting and we had a crew of like the, the biggest shoot was like, we had a crew of 90 people. So we had to like close down streets, um, you know, make sure everything's like, because we had to sign paperwork and like, make sure, you NDAs. know, we NDAs and all that stuff. And you had like you five guys. Hurt, you can't get sued. You exactly. Get sued, yeah. So you had five guys whose main job was to protect the bikes. They're not protecting protecting you they're protecting the bikes because that's the only one you know so you they were so delicate with the bikes you couldn't really do much about it just because you know if we crash one that's it and it's on you so um we just did pavement and we did shots we rode for the entire whole time of 
about 200 kilometers. So that's that's a lot of that's a lot of miles or a lot of kilometers that we yeah, it's about get to test it. 135 miles or something like that. But yeah, it was just a lot of uh, road, which is not bad, but it just rides is so any, beautifully. Is any of these in inside of a city or something like that? What's that? Are they, any city is riding? Any, any, any oh, yeah. scenes are... So we had three different locations in the city, in the desert, which is amazing, and then also uh, right and we, by the coast. And weird, because I don't know if those... You know, your initial thought will be that those bikes are not meant for the desert, you would think, because they're not like the GSs are more desert. Right, but you were on the still We're on the pavement. So, okay. you know, just to change up the, the, the landscape scenery. Yeah, yeah. and the scenery. So more we're, like we're telling long, this story. Thing. Yeah. In the video, it's supposed to mean it was supposed to look like we've ridden hundreds and hundreds of miles or kilometers, mm -hmm. which we've had, we did, but, you know, different takes in here and there. But, uh, you know, the bikes are heavy, just like any cruisers out there. But as soon as you're, you're starting to go, it's, it's like a boat. It's, it's, it's so nice and just really solid. What is, what is some, some, any bike that you've ridden before that you remind you to? What would you compare it to? It reminds me of the Harley Davidson Road King. Yeah. Definitely. Just by far. So my bike that they gave me was, um, was a bagger. So it had soft cases it had the beach bar, so it was super wide, and like the engine is wide, as wide as the beach bars, right? Yeah. So you had to like rock it to to turn, you know. So if that's it was funny because I think I was the only one out of the group that had some experience on bigger bikes. Most of them were like cafe racers, you know, R nine T's, even the GS, mm -hmm. but no one really had the cruiser experience. experience. And so I, I felt really comfortable with it. And they, they saw that. And so they put me up front and just, you know, did a lot of, you know, different types of like maneuvering. But um, I, I mean, I'm not that tall either. I'm 5'10". It's, it's really low to the ground from someone who's like 5'7", 5'6", who's like, you know, we had two girls that was riding the, the R18. They had no, you know, troubles with it. Um, and then we had a guy who was like six two, which is Alan from Handbuilt, and he looked freaking cool with it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, I always, you know, recommend people that want to get into baggers. They're kind of scared of the weight. Yeah. And what I tell them is, is once once you start rolling, that bike doesn't want to drop. That bike wants to stay up. That thing wants to handle. I did my DMV test on a street glide, and the reason <laughs> I did it on a street glide is because this guy says. I'll let you use my scooter if you bring me a six-pack of beer. I said, all right, cool. My test is next Wednesday. And it was in the morning. He never responded. And I had my streak light. So I said, fuck it. You know, I, I have no other choice. And when people see this bike, the DMV lady looked at me and she goes, are you fucking kidding? You're going to do it on that? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't have a choice. Security's like, you're going to do it on that? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And then this other DMV lady looks at me and she says, there's guys that are six foot with beards, tatted, straight out bikers that come in scooters. Yeah. Are you sure you want to try this? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I want to try this. And what, what people don't understand is they're better balanced. Mm -hmm. I could totally do that fucking circle a hundred times easier than, uh, you know, an FXDLS, you know, like a yeah. Dyna or a Softail. It, it's just a turning radius. That's why you see all that cool shit that the cops are doing. Absolutely. They're so well balanced. Once you're on there, they don't want to fucking fall. Have you taken one of those uh, courses? Um, I've never there's taken There's one the in Carson, I believe, and it's it, it opens up your eyes with, like, how to maneuver big bikes. And 
pretty much just your weight distribution, right? Because right. it's it's all about that. And so, um, yeah. It's, and little tips, like like I, I, I mess around with CHP. There's a tip that like when you're doing that sharp turn, mm -hmm. if you hold your back brake, yes. it, it stands it up. Yes. And, and you, zero effort yes. to do those turns. Yeah. Zero. And, 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 it, and that kind of practice. I got invited to a CHP class. I couldn't make it. And I fucking regret it till this day. Well, that's actually, that's a good tip, uh, a little pro tip, and especially when you're, let's say you're splitting lanes, right? And it's, it's everyone's on the dead stop and you're kind of trying to get up to the light. Um, you don't use your front brakes. You use your back brakes because it has more counterbalance right. with, with, you know, with the bike. And so same thing with maneuvering those big bikes. Like we were sometimes on dirt and, tar and tarmac to dirt. Like you don't use the front brakes or you'll, 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 uh, you know, you'll stop your front brakes and you'll just right. fall over. You use your back brakes, but yeah, that's a good, well, and, 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 and vice versa. When you, when you're in the road and mm -hmm. you're riding fast and you're riding hard and riding long, 70% of your braking should be your front brake in yeah. that situation. But yeah. when you're maneuvering or when you're in dirt, it should be your back brake. That's why the GSs have that little extension. So you always have access. That's why you see people usually standing up, mm -hmm. you know? What's well, uh, so, you know, when we did that shoot, before we can even get on our team, they gave us a little quick tutorial. So this was a cool uh, day for us. Uh, we weren't shooting at all. It was just like a like a kind of like a quick tutorial of if you can ride the motorcycle. And we're like making fun of the whole thing. He's like, dude, you, you flew us thousands of miles and you're trying to see if we can actually ride right now. Like we're already here, you know? Like, yeah, it will be know. inconvenient that you don't. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> we, we they gave us, we were in a... It's called Franschoke. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's it's like the winery of South Africa. And I've been there. And so we, you know, we, we went to this winery and this guy owns it. I think he's like the third richest South African in the country. And he has like this private tar uh, track in the back of his like winery. And it was, it was gorgeous. So, you know, not everybody, no one gets to like ride there. It's always just his personal thing. And he did it for BMW because it's BMW. And so they got, they put us on like GS 1250s and, you know, we get to ride on the track and we, we did some kind of like some tutorial with like this instructor that was there, but that was probably one of the funnest days that we'd had just because we just get, we just got to ride, you know? Yeah, you didn't have to stay still for the shot or the mm -hmm. video. You just got to do whatever and no, enjoy no, the ride. No, be careful with the bikes because you were like handling like pressure cargo basically all day. Yeah. Long. And that's how I felt the first time was like, uh, you know, we can't drop the bike. We can't do anything about this. And I'll be the first person to yeah, say, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck I've it up. dropped, fuck it up. I've dropped more bikes standing still or trying to like put this, uh, the size stand up uh, than anything else. I've, I've dropped more bikes than crashing at all, actually. So I was very scared for myself. I'm like, ugh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable riding than like, being like just sitting staying, on a bike. Staying still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, had, I had that experience when I, when I used to live in San Francisco and you just ride those fucking mountains. Yeah, yeah. But when you get to that red light. And it's like and incline. It's, yeah, it, it's fucked up. And now, you know, like the GS has that hill stop. Mm -hmm. but hill that didn't exist. Hill that shit yeah. didn't exist fucking, no. you know, eight years ago, nine years ago. And when you did that, you had to like hold your front brake. And then usually you have your right foot down, but now you have your left foot down because you got to use the... It's, you're trying to figure it out before you even out. stop. Like, what do All I do? All these in San Francisco right in a 
45 degree incline. Yeah. Well, after a while, I learned like, yeah, I used to ride in San Francisco a lot. I just go all the way to, to the top. And like, I don't care. Like, I'll split the lanes rather than like, you know, hold no, myself. There's some that you're, you, it, yes. you're, it's, it's right there. If you go all the way on top, you're in the middle of traffic. Oh, that's what I do. I would literally, I wouldn't care because that's I've saw crazy. it so many times and like people are trying to like force me to move. I'm like, you know, last time we went to San Francisco, what is hitting really hard there is the supermoto stuff. Yeah, Everybody's riding supermoto. And they stop in a 45 degree angle, which is amazing. Because you see them going up and when they have to stop in the incline, they stop at 45 degrees. And with the supermoto, they just turn the, they basically slide the, the back wheel and they go forward. That, that, do you have any experience on supermotos? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, another, another class where everyone should be taken is a SoCal supermoto that's, you know, up in Riverside, um, gives you a lot of technique. Yeah. I've been to, I've been wanting to do that for the last should year. do that. All right. We'll probably, yeah, there's a, a, there's a few of us that wants we'll to do it as a, as a, you as know, a as a group. Um, it's, it's cool. Like, I, you know, I ride different types of bikes and that's cause I have fun with any bike. I, you know, I don't have a specific type. Which there's still there's still people out there that's like no dude I'm I'm full on Harley or I'm full on Yamaha, and it's it's fine but it's like you're you're missing out on everything else. I think you know? that has an expiration date also. You think when so? you are full on on something, um, unless you refuse to try anything else, no, you can't. there's there's I, guys I, like I, that. I totally doubt that. I I, I think yeah? it's the whole. Uh, I I call it I call it the the Buick kind of experience. Everybody that buys a Buick. Their next car is another Buick, you know. Like right now, there's are people, Buicks still around? No, now they're not, they don't even exist. No. But it was one of the most loyalist clients, and that's what kept them afloat. Sometimes it makes me doubt if we're the same age, man. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I know. We're we'll talking about 1970s. Yeah, no, Robert, no, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 27. Yeah, are you sure your birth certificates? Uh, Absolutely. I don't, I don't know when they made my birth certificate. <laughs> it's in guys. Cuba. It's so Nobody trusts that. No. no, but but Buick is one of those cars that. That when they were out, every it, it was the most loyal client. It's brand loyalty, yeah. And and Harley has that, and, oh, and all for sure. respect for fucking Harley, you know, because people always want, you know, they'll. What does everybody do? They get a Sportster, mm -hmm. then they get a a Dyna or a Softail, depending on your preference, and then you get your bagger, mm -hmm. and then you start customizing, customizing. You invest so much money into it that you you, you don't pass that. People well, don't. I not, get not everybody does it. I get it. I mean, so you ask a person that's diehard Harley, like why they love Harleys, right? And they they just, uh, they, you never get the same answer, but the underlying uh, reason is, it's like, it's the community. It's and a lifestyle. You, you, and the looks. It's a lifestyle. It's well, a look. It, it's the lifestyle, 100%. You know? And I, I, I make fun of them all the time just because I'm one of them. Like I, I, I we all know, are. I ride, we all ride Harleys. And, you know, when I ride a Harley, I don't ride, I don't dress the same way as, as if I'm riding BMW or Ducati, you kind of like start dressing like a biker. I, I, I got you know? two closets, one dedicated for my <laughs> Harley gear. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. And another one just for the BMW stuff. And then another one just for my daily routine. I, I'm fucked up. Yeah. I got to figure out, I got to schedule what I'm writing the next day or, or I don't, I'll be stuck in front of two closets. Well, it's funny because it gives you a reason not to be super techie with your gear, right? Because Harley's like, Oh man, I'm just gonna wear a T-shirt. It's so nice outside, and I'm gonna wear my open my face lid. And, you know, it's like you don't, you don't, you have no protection because you're not really doing technical riding with it. You're just cruising. Right. So it's a, it yeah, gives you that cruising. Yeah, it gives you that kind of lifestyle. 
the way the way I see it, and lately lately it's been it's been more clear to me. There's kind of two two kinds of people: people who likes Harley's and people who likes motorcycles. Yeah, because people who like Harley's that's, and that's like so true. so in love, I, they like they like only Harley's. They I, see I, you in a BMW I, and they're like, "That's not a real bike." Yeah, and you're like, "Well." And there's the people that like motorcycles. They like Harley's and every other motorcycle. I think you're right on a point where uh, it comes from someone that doesn't ride motorcycles, right? And like you 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 uh, you come to a stop and like person on the side of the road is like, "Is that a Harley?" Well, like, people yes. that don't ride. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they'll say, it's like, you know, they'll ask you, is that a Harley? I'm like, no. It's like, oh, so what is it? You know, right. like they don't know anything else. They won't say, it's like, is that a BMW or is right. that a Yamaha 10 or 8? No, like they don't know. Or a know. Triumph or whatever the case yeah. is. And the but, reason I disagree with your point is, is because I got neighbors that ride GSs. And when I used to roll up with my Dyna Lowrider, they'd be like, what the fuck are you riding, man? Get rid of that thing. That I think it's so more of a, it's like, dude. So they're anti. Throw, throw that away, yeah, because it's. I mean, I'm not saying that there's there's no, there's no other people around like Harley riders that would only ride one other thing. But I'm uh, right now. I'm I'm meeting a lot of new people that um that also ride Harleys, BMWs, cafe racers, anything that you throw at them. But I do know a lot of people that you say, hey, you want to try my Triumph? And they're like, fuck that. This is not a Harley. It's not a real buy. And you're like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You've never even tried it. What are yeah. you, you know, it's yeah, they, super They, they fun. don't know what they're saying. But I, I think to add to your point is, I think that's this newer generation that we're, we're not committed to one brand. We like, you know, we all yeah. have BMWs. We all have Harleys. Well, it's, it's we a company want- that you keep as well. Like, you don't stick to one group of guys that rides the same types of right. motorcycles, too. So you get introduced to, like, I mean, we're in L.A., so I think it's a lot easier for us to discover new bikes, you yeah. know, as, as opposed to middle America and it's like Harleys or, you know, sport bikes or whatever. It's very segregated. Here, it's like, Oh, you know, I, I bought a Royal Enfield because that's, you know, I think it's cool. It's, it's, it's affordable. And, you know, I'm just riding to the cafe, coffee shops. Yeah. And, and, and you appreciate and it. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. Because a Royal Enfield is pretty affordable for what you get. For what it is. And it's like, yes, you know, it's, it doesn't have a lot of bang to the motor, but it's kind of like, what do you, what are you really going to use it for? If it's like a, it's just a cruiser and just, you know, going around town. Yeah. It's better than a Vespa, I would think so. Yeah, I, well, I mean, there's there's hardcore Vespa riders. Uh, I, I mean, mean, hardcore Vespa riders. I had a Metro I used to use, like a Metropolitan uh, 150 that I used to use to put my uh, surfboard and, like, just roll down the beach and go mm-hmm. surfing because it was a best thing for parking. And you can park it anywhere, and it was easy to just drop anywhere. What, what part of LA do you live in? LA? Yeah, where do you live? Uh, Westwood. Okay. Yeah, Santa well. Monica. But... You know, growing up, I was in Huntington, so I, I I don't really surf in L.A. just because it's just like such a pain to like find parking. You know, not anymore with this COVID nineteen. You got all the parking in the world and the. Water I know it's clear, blocked off, and you can get a ticket though. You know, yeah, and so it's it's funny with this whole virus thing. It's like being outdoors. I feel like it's a, the best thing you can do. Yes, you know, being in confined like buildings, not probably not a good idea. But let's say. Like you're going hiking or you're going to the park and you're not five feet yeah. close to anybody, right? So it was like, I don't know, but I get it. It's like they're saying this is going to last band. now what eighteen months to two years? I would think so. Yeah, social distancing. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my father the other day, and 
and and he brought up a good point. He's like, well, are you comfortable now going to the movie, movie theaters, even if they open? That's that was and my I'm like, shit. No, that was my concern. <laughs> is like, so you know, let's say we can do our you know normal routines, right? All the shows and all the events starts popping up again, and like right, we're on, like the handbell is on or whatever. It's like, would you want to go and be uh, surrounded by tons of people, or is it gonna 11, fuck with your 11 psyche? 11 p.m. House of Machines packed of people. There's yeah. no way I'm walking in there. I'm telling you, I watch movies now. No and I, I way. I see those events. Yeah, exactly. I, I see, I, I'm watching movies right now and I see what they're doing where they're touching their faces and shaking yeah. hands. And I'm like, oh, oh, don't do it. Stop. What are you doing? Coronavirus. You know, it, it's it's scary and it's, it's brain fucking us. Yeah. And right now we're what? They're going to extend this to May 15th and they're probably going to continue extending it. But yeah. I, I heard they're going to be I, doing social distancing. I feel like it's the end of, you know, handshaking. Like, you don't, handshake anymore well, you do fist yeah. bumps or elbow bumps well, or i always did or fist bumps because people's hands are fucking dirty you know like i get it i, I seen dudes walk out of yeah, the bathroom all the time they don't clean their to hands to your friends you hug them yeah which is you like do bro hugs bro. I, I would rather do a bro hug than shake one of my friend's hands <laughs> yo come here man yeah i don't know where your hands been but, but we're not the friends come here i said here, man. exactly <laughs> I, I just feel like it is it, the whole structure of society is going to change with this whole, you know. Um, you, don't, you don't think it'll go back to normal? It's not for a, not for a long time. So you so you think that our mask and our hearts and attachment is coming right on time? Well, you we're know, not it's too funny late. because <laughs> more and more I come out, there's a lot more people wearing their mask. Well, yeah, right now, as in today, Wednesday. Oh, is it uh, a mandatory thing? It's a mandatory thing. Well, thing. Well, if Friday, they, it was mandatory. No, no, fr fr Friday, it was recommended. Wednesday is the legislation oh, that you Friday. get a ticket if you don't wear it. So it's like a martial law. So yeah. if they see you walking around with no mask, you're, you're fucked. It, it's such a fucking trip, man. Because I, I was going by uh, by Marina Del Rey and I saw some guys in like a, a classic lowrider, beautiful fucking lowrider, wearing bandanas. Mm -hmm. And obviously they're wearing their bandanas because they want to wear their bandanas, but they're getting away with it because of the whole COVID-19. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, you go to the bank, everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. What the just, fuck? Let's just rob the place, the bro. Perfect time to perfect like for set a robbery. Up robbery. <laughs> hey, he had a mask. Oh shit! <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I mean, he I wear, illegal. He I wear insane. my helmet just into you know into into markets. I, I didn't do that. I, I know a lot of people that do do that. Yeah. But now I didn't like doing it because I felt like I don't know. I, I felt weird. It felt weird. It felt nah. weird even before, and they were like people would just look at you. And yeah, like, you're right. a delivery guy. You What's know, you on? you lift up the helmet and you wear it on your head just because you don't want to carry it around and like. You know, people are like, oh, nice hat, brother. And it's like, yeah. dude, shut up. Like, like just mind your fucking business. Mind bro. your fucking business. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a biker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna and I'm not dressing <laughs> enough for you to know. For you to know. <laughs> Can't you see my leathers right now, bro? <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. So, so talking about events and stuff, what do you what do you do? Yeah, what how do would you describe yourself? Yeah, who am I? Who are you? Don't cry about my, who are you? My name is Mark Gamo, and uh, I've been doing events in L.A. for... Almost a decade now, I think. And so I kind of rose what up kind into of the events like secret orgy events, you know, it's like biker stuff. Dudes nice. only. It's one guy. <laughs> Whoa. That's Dudes true. only. And thank you for being Unsu on the way Unsubscribe. We'll yeah. <laughs> Unsubscribe now to my, uh, to my website. No. So I, I've done, I've done these events because the reason was, uh, you know, back then there's really no hangouts to, to call your own. Like, You know, the caf the coffee shops, cafes weren't really popular like 10 years ago, right? So you don't really you don't really go anywhere unless you have your biker friends. So 
once the, the, the biker scene started happening in LA, um, you know, with like, with Deus Ex Machina, I think that was a real like turn for, for everyone to have a place to hang out as bikers, um, kind of made it special because all the friends that, you know, you would hang out with by yourself. Now you get to meet other groups and other pockets of people. And so I thought that was cool. And, and I would, I would always be at these events. And so after a while, I'd see other people, you know, they, they, you, you could totally tell when somebody's, it's their first time being at an event, right? And it's like, you know how that felt, because I've felt that way before. It's like, you don't know anybody. You've been riding for, whether you've been riding for six months or all your life, but still, it doesn't matter. You don't know anybody. It's at a biker event, and you feel like you're out of place. And so I wanted those people to, and, you know, you start talking to anybody, and bikers are usually cool and they're not as weird as, you know, normal folks, but yeah. And if that, if they're there, they're used to it. And yeah. yeah. And you have, you know, a like-minded kind of like, um, mentality. So you're not an asshole most of the time. I mean, for at least in public and they want to, everybody wants to meet more people anyway. Everybody That's wants the whole to belong. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's weird because when you're a rider, you can't really talk to anybody that doesn't ride you know, because it's, you don't, they don't get it. So, and, they, and they don't want to listen to you talking about motorcycles no. the whole time. You know, talking about exhaust pipes and bars and why do you, why do you, like, why do you change your, your parts? Like, don't they work? It's like, yeah, but. You're like, game over. This done. You know, yeah, it's or, like, go or, away. Or, or the real dumb shit. When you talk to people that are not bikers, it's fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. my God. People die so, on motorcycles. I, yeah, one I had of my, my friends my... had an accident. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. One of my friend's cousin's sister's uncles had an accident. <laughs> it wasn't a motorcycle, but it had like, it was kind of like a motorcycle. Yeah. And he died, you know. But you hear stupid shit. And do you really know somebody that's died on a motorcycle? No. You know, but there you is do? those cases. I, yeah, we all. No, I think yeah, we all we, do. Yeah. We, but I, it doesn't deter us. because If it did. I want to add a very important. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to add a very important point to that. We all know people that died on motorcycles, but I will stand by because I've sold thousands of bikes. Well, not thousands, but hundreds of bikes, and I, I've done it in all over California, and I will stick to this. 90% of motorcycle accidents are rider error. I strongly believe that, and I'll give you two examples. I give you a million examples, but I'll give you two examples. One guy came into my dealer one time back in the days in crutches, I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? Jeez. He goes, uh, I'm going down Van Nuys Boulevard, and this asshole makes a left right in front of me, and I crash, right? We used to service the, uh, the police bikes in Van mm -hmm. Nuys. Hey, what happened to so-and-so? Well, he was going 60 miles an hour on Van Nuys Boulevard, yeah. and the car that made the left never thought. That's, that's the number one accident. The second accident is on turns. I knew another guy on a wheelchair. What happened to you? Some truck cut me off. So then I cut him off and gave him the finger, and that fucking asshole hit me. You know, <laughs> like, like it, it's, I, I strongly believe that. I, I do, and I have seen two of many accidents that it wasn't their fault. Yeah. But I do believe it's 90% right error. I mean, they, they, they teach you that, you know, on uh, MSF courses. It's like you can either avoid, you know, situations like that, and that's why you, 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 either get away from it and you speed off or you slow down. You don't want to get into a, uh, uh, a conversation with a person in a car and you're in a motorcycle. It's not like the That's sons of anarchy where you're, you're chasing a car and they don't just like 
bump you over because that's right. That's or what you would normally do. Yeah. Or, like say it's not a movie, but um, I think number one, people should take classes, whether they've been writing for decades or they've been writing for 10 months and you, you shouldn't stop. You shouldn't just like, I know everything already. Like you, you don't, you don't, we do, we don't. So, you know, I've, I'm always a, a big, you know, a big promoter of any of these classes, like, you know, California super bikes to, you know, SoCal supermoto to even like these CHP classes where they teach you how to maneuver, you know, or just like thinking like a motorcyclist, because now you have like that sixth sense. It's like, Oh, this guy, you can tell from this guy swerving in front of me, he's not paying attention. What do I do? Like, do you either slow down or you just, you, you pass them? You don't just sit there and try to like shake right. your fist and say, hey, you're not driving, right? Yeah. You know, don't try do to, that. They're because, not paying, they're not, because they're not paying attention. Well, they're not even going to care. There's two things also. We, we organize rides and a lot of people show up and there's, there's more danger in somebody that thinks that know how to ride and they don't. Because they haven't taken courses, they haven't been writing with somebody that has the balls to tell them you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Then people that you know maybe us that are doing what you're saying, you know, looking at every single mirror to see if the person is on their phones or you know they're not paying attention. Yeah. And then the second the second point is, you're saying that ninety percent of the accidents are caused by rider error. Rider error, right? I think the ninety percent of the motorcycle accidents don't even get reported. Oh yeah. Because we fall, and unless you're hurt or your bike doesn't run, we right. don't even report but, it. But that, 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 that's still right. even so. Even if even if it was the driver's fault, most they're still going to favor the bike. Well, most bikers don't think like they should get a personal injury attorney, which is I I would highly recommend it. Highly, whether highly, you think it's your fault or not, get get someone who can talk lingo with like the insurance companies because you know how insurance. I don't know if you've been in a motorcycle accident and you try to yeah. do it on your own. They're so nice, right? Like, let's say the other they, guys they, they're insurance. They're going to fuck you. Because they're trying to fuck you. It's like, oh, man. Like, I remember my first crash. They gave me a, I was like 18 years old, and they gave me a $50 check. I was like, really? I can, yeah. And my damage was like 1500 you know? It was like, it was a lot. And they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're so sorry for your, for your accident. Um, we're just, we're going to compensate you for $50. And I'm like, sweet. And I wasn't really thinking. I'm like, I could have gotten more. I'm gonna tell you. My dad was so pissed. He's like, what? You're 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 taking a. He's like, did you already cash? I'm like, yeah. I you know I bought you like up. I fucked up. You fucked up. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you two examples that I really want people to pay attention to. Uh, a quick one is uh, a good buddy of ours. You know, he had an, a serious accident, and I don't I don't want to get too much into details. But long story short, as we're going through the hospital, as we're going through this process, as we're, we got him the attorneys, we did everything we could for him, and he's being well taken care of. Yeah. But there was one point that he would look at me, and he would say, Robert, thank you. I am a thank you, because I totally would have settled for like 50 grand, yeah. and all I wanted to do was just go back to work. Yeah. And his situation's so more, you know, his, his, now he's being taken care of. So that's number one if you don't get an attorney. Number two, the reason I got this mindset, this happened to me 10, 11 years ago. I knew somebody that had a case, and it was a sexual harassment case versus this company. Long story short, they settled. A year later, this is when people used to buy phones and sell phones, you know, the little side hustle and stuff, you know, when people, before the companies offered financing, uh -huh. 
So I had some, uh, I had an iPhone. I don't know what it was or whatever phone it was. And I posted it and I meet this guy in Beverly Hills. He's like, Hey, I want to buy the phone. I'll meet you at Sprint, blah, 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 blah. I said, cool. So I'm calling Sprint and he's like, once you, once we activate it to my account, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give you the money. I said, cool. So I call customer care. I'm taking the ESN off my name and they're verifying my name. And I'm like, Robert Valderrama. This guy looks at me and he's like, oh. And then I look at him like, I'm not who you think I am. He goes, no, I know you. And I'm like, bro, I'm not related to Wilmer Valderrama, you know? He's like, I don't know who that is. You know, he's an older guy, right? So anyways, I hang up the phone and he's like, you know so-and-so, right? And I'm like, yeah. And you got a son named so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah? Creepy. Who the fuck are you? He goes, I was the defending attorney for that, you know, a harassment case. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, whatever. You know, here's the phone. Yeah. Give me my money. And he looked at me and he says, that person could have settled. That person could have got so, so much more money. And I can't believe what they settled for. Yeah. And that's when I was like, wow. Like, I still get goosebumps. That's when I go, like, these, these law firms and the, not the law firms, but these insurance companies and these mm -hmm. cases, they're just protecting their own. And they're going to present you whatever they can. And too many people settle. Absolutely. Get a fucking attorney, guys. Get an attorney. It doesn't matter. I mean, most people think it's going to cost them a lot, which it doesn't. It doesn't cost you anything. Anything. Because uh, once you settle, that's when they'll take their cut. Their cut. And at the same time, they think it's, or, you know, they think it's the writer's fault or it's your fault. So uh, I don't want to get in trouble, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to show that I have a bad record. I have parking tickets. I have traffic tickets. None of that matters, bro. Like, whether you're even like you have a misdemeanor or warrant, like doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. It's Get all about the insurance. So it's like, I, I would de definitely highly recommend to get your attorney and get a good one. So it's not just, and do your research. Do you you research. don't have to commit to one. You could change your attorney. Look at his reviews. Well, you know, it's funny because there's some motorcycle attorneys out there, and we all know them, right? And I'm good friends with them. It's like. That's great, but you got to do your due diligence and find an attorney that speaks for you. Because think about it. It's not just your case. He's that person or that firm is probably handling hundreds of cases, right? So you got to know like who's going to be the one who's, who's going to take care of you your in the long contact, run. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how we got into insurances, but... But get insurance, get an attorney. And yeah. uh, oh, well, last thing I'm going to add to that. Guys, up your insurance. Oh, up uninsured. Insurance. Uninsured motorist. That's if number one. If you're riding without uninsured motorists, go fuck yourself. Like, really, go fuck yourself. Get uninsured motorists. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Well, On top of that, for $100 more a year, mm -hmm. you can get so much more than well, minimum you, coverage. You got to tell these guys why they should get uninsured motorists. Well, yeah, coverage good because point. uninsured motorist is if you get into an accident and the person that you get in an accident with doesn't have insurance or their their coverage is or their is coverage low. is or is low or doesn't cover enough, your uninsured motorist will cover the difference. Yeah. It's almost it's all does this make sense? It's almost like a gap insurance. Whatever totally. insurance doesn't cover, the other part has. But if you don't have uninsured motorist and you get into an accident with somebody that doesn't have enough coverage or doesn't have coverage, you're fucked. Yeah. You're completely fucked. I've and, seen it and happen. It's $55. It's 100 Fuck it. If it's $300 more a year, it's so worth it's it. It's the number one thing you, you should be aware of is that that insurance is uh, just because I've seen it happen with multiple guys. It's like, oh, yeah, 
the guy that crashed into me didn't have insurance or the guy or in front off. of me had only $15,000, you know, coverage. It's like, what are you going to do for $15 or 15,000? It's like after your, your medicals and your, you pay your large, what do you get? You know, a yeah. thousand bucks and yeah. the thumbs up, like, so like go stick that up your something. ass. Yeah. Nothing compared to what you lost in, in gear and helmets yeah. and gloves and motorcycle and time and work. So you were talking about your beginnings. <laughs> Um, oh yeah! Well, before what, we go into before this we go brought into, to you by the law offices. Of, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know sponsored by you. Sh you guys should get sponsored. I don't know if that's well, our, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we well, actually have a few sponsors. Oh, good available, so you, but yeah. we're we're trying to still build up and get out there, and get the message. But we we probably should. Yeah. So at this point, you, you just insert the name. Yeah. Within it's like okay, exactly. Call out shout out to yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out. So right. you were starting in LA, like a, basically yeah. like a motorcycle culture. It's, yeah, so I had a partner back then, and we we built the website. We did the Instagram and Los Angeles Moto. Los Angeles Moto is the the handle. handle Instagram handle. So go follow that. It just brings a lot of the events out there to highlight it, and just so you can pick and choose. So it's not like oh, you know, like some people like well, I ride a you know a CBR. Can I still go to this? I'm like, just go, dude. Like it's it's. It's all right. Welcoming for anybody. It's welcoming, but if if you really need to go to a certain type of you know event, there's there's enough choices out there from Harley guys to sport bike guys to even like the like you said like the you know the mopeds and the those types Vespas. of the Rukas. There's yeah, like so there's a lot of those guys that's kind of inf infiltrating the culture just because you know with those types of. Uh, motorcycles or scooters you can accessorize and it's, it's super cheap compared to regular affordable. bikes affordable so um i started that and uh it just kind of you know blew up and um you're, you're what year how many years have you done this now uh, this is the eighth year so uh so you put some work some hours on, into all this yeah so it was kind of my side hustle you know talking about side hustle because i i the, my main reason was i was meeting a lot of people that wasn't in the the community or in the know of like uh, next event is this and and that back then there was really like instagram was starting up you know it was kind of new we only had facebook so and even facebook back then didn't have the events calendar right or events right uh Posting, so you don't you didn't really know where to go unless you knew somebody that knew somebody that was going to have an event, and I was that guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, so after you know, paper flyers, yeah, like know, Thursdays kinda. and Fridays, I would get texts like, hey, what's you know, what's there, is there a ride this weekend? Who's having a party and all that stuff. So I'm like, why don't, we, why don't I just post it on this you know platform, which is Instagram or or Facebook, and the, so that's when we started doing that. And um, I don't know, I just kind of and do that on the side uh, ever since. So yeah, you, so the way I see it, and I've only been in LA for the last three years, is, and this is my take on seeing your work from outside, um, there's a lot of groups right now in LA of motorcycles, pretty specific, some of them, the leaders, only girls go to that. Yeah. Um, us, Los Pepes. Yes. Um, people that, um, other other group of other group of riders that organize the Vintage um, Classic Motorcycle Club. BBMC guys yeah. in Venice, um, you know, from Pasadena MC. And, they got and their I own think ride. your Instagram basically brings all the events together. Yeah. And brings yeah, all the people together. Yeah, we're not biased. Like, together. you yeah. know, if you send us any, so it doesn't, we're not charging anything to, to post. We just, you know, because I, I mean, I have, a, I have a real day job. So it's like, I'm not like, 
an influencer where, yeah. okay, give me 50 bucks and I'll post your. So product. how do you, yeah. how do you, how do you monetize this? Well, we started doing shirts back then and stickers and just kind of like paraphernalia stuff. And then, which kind of got really tough to do with my day job. And so we kind of slowed that down and we, we did sponsorships. And so right now we kind of slowed down and then now we're going back into that just because, Hey, there's nothing to do. We're stuck at home mm -hmm. and like, you know, so I'm, I'm rebuilding the website. I'm trying to put a few things together with other businesses. So, um, expect the website to be back up, you know, hundred percent running by the end of June, I, I would suppose. So, We're going to do a lot of things. I just actually spoke to one of my good buddies, um, Austin, from Twisted Road uh, yesterday, and he's coming up with a lot of cool things. And I don't know if you know Twisted Road. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a rental it's a program rental. for, you know, for bikers. So it's not so it's much like, like... Turo for motorcycles. Exactly. So it's Turo for, for motorcycles, and it's cool. Like, I've tried it, and I have a couple bikes uh, on, the, on the website to rent out. So, you know, it's cool, but... He's doing a lot of things nationally and he, he wants me to, he wants to work with me and to put that into the website, which I'm thinking about doing as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know to monetize it. We, I've just done a lot of freebies, uh, some, some sponsorships here and there. Um, you know, but pretty much it's, it's a, it's like a, you know, it's a passion piece for, for me. Mm -hmm. What, what, what do you see the future of this? Well, what's the idea for, for the 10-year anniversary, hypothetically? I know. Well, the, the future was it just to really be the, the forefront of motorcycle kind of like awareness. So in the beginning, I wanted to promote a lot of motorcycle like classes because I thought that was, you know, speaking of like accidents and all that stuff, like rider error. I mean, you can definitely learn a lot from these classes just because... You know, I think most of us learn from like friends in the beginning, right? right. Like no one's like, I'm going to sign up, like, I'm going to sign up for a MSF course and I'm going to learn how to ride. And it's like, it's not cool to, to learn that way. Like you don't, I feel like most of us are introduced to motorcycles. We don't just like wake up and like, I think I'm going to put a 1200 CC in between my legs and go for a ride. You know, yeah. like it's, it's kind yeah, of, or family, discover it, you know, or family. Or so I was going to do that for the website. Um, I was going to make it, you know, national. So I, with my partner back then, we were going to make it like, you know, uh, coast to coast. So he was going to do New York. I'm going to do LA and we're going to try to tie things together just because we know a lot of, you know, groups and businesses throughout the country. So we're going to put everything all in one website and make it kind of like the LA or not the LA and the motorcycle hub for everything and anything. So, yeah. um, But, you know, it's one man, it's a, it's a one man team right as of right now. And I'm trying to get more people involved, mm -hmm. um, but they have to, they have to like it for, for what it is. And they have well, to, they got to know what it is. You yeah. Know, and you it's get like the message more out there. And I feel like most people that want to work with me, it's like, well, like, how do I get paid or how do we make this, you know, profitable? It's like, we can like, but right now it's a lot, you know, that's a lot of like back end stuff you really got. And you got to be personable. You can't just be like this cool guy or this tough cool guy right and like try to like make people like like you it's like you gotta just be normal it, it, it is really hard because um i i you know personally i find myself forcing people to write which is 
which is it's the, the very fits common. The, the fits the purpose a little bit, and I sometimes my wife helps me to realize what I'm doing. Yeah, but um, I'm organizing a ride, and if nobody wants to come, I get offended and and I get <laughs> pissed, and I try and force them to come. And and yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose because you're trying to tag team. Because I, I I get the same kind of like, you know, um, issues. It's not so much because I don't do so much more rides anymore or open rides. It's yeah. more of like friends and friends, and it's like I'll put a, te a massive text out. It's so like, when, so when you wake up a Sunday morning, yeah, and you are you're not organizing a ride, who do you ride with usually? Who do I ride with? I mean, it goes. It's just it's all in like waves, you know, like people come through and they, they want to meet people. I mean, I have a core group of friends, of course, like, like you guys. And so there's usually, you know, a, a dozen of us usually that ride together. Um, but now it's so hard to bring everyone together because kind of, you know, you have life, right? Like, oh, you know, I work yeah. Sundays or. So this is the, no, effort, this is the COVID-19 motherfucker. Now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a few of us that, that ride together, even, you know, during this time, it's like, and we just keep our distance. Like, I mean, we're not going to be oh, making yeah, we're, out. We're, we're exactly, this is, which is what, I, what we were saying last you Sunday. Know, you don't uh, talk to someone three feet in front of you. Oh, no, and then we what, with the Santa's, the Santa's. Yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah. all the time in the Santa's. We're riding together, and then when we stop, we're just far away from each other. And, yeah. and and we also stop in not crowded areas. We were riding down PCH last weekend. We saw the Huntington Beach was packed of people, which I don't know why. People were cruising. I was, we were just there yesterday. I mean, you know. Uh, cruising. Yeah. I'm Bad from Huntington, so. Royces, on Saturday. You should go on the beach and everyone's out there. Well, well in theory, they're closed, the beaches, but the, these guys were well, Huntington not, not Beach. There. Huntington, Huntington I mean, Beach was packed of what people. What the fuck's going so on? Huntington we Huntington kept going. Surfers. We kept going between Huntington and Newport, and that's where we stopped. Oh, really? Um, because there was nobody there, and we stopped on the side of the road. And we hung out there for like 30 minutes talking to each other, far from each other. Yeah. But, um, Malibu, Santa Monica, they're not doing that shit. No. I, I, I took out a BMW for a test ride. And when I went to stop just to take pictures, within two minutes, I had a cop. Burp, 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 burp. Move it. Move it. Jeez. You know, he, he didn't want to get off the car. I feel like this is like the right time for us to be riding just because, you know, uh, this is the right time for us to be riding just because... There's nobody out there, right? I mean, it took me yeah, 20 we're, minutes. And to, we're lucky enough that um, that LA is not enforcing as much as other countries, other cities, that the policeman is after you. Yeah. But, but question, have, have I, I've been... I, I, can't, I have a deal where I work. I, I'm considered essential. Mm -hmm. So I leave every day. Now, while you're riding out right now, have you know There's obviously less cars. I mean, there's like 80%, 90% less cars yes. in LA right now. But haven't you noticed those people driving right now are more aggressive? Then yes. faster. Aren't they fucking aggressive? Yes. They're riding faster. There's more. There's serious accidents right now. I just heard Burbank released a report saying if you're caught speeding, you're getting a misdemeanor. Oh, that's crazy. Because people are fucking racing. Flying. Well, now they can actually, you know, open it up with their, you know, sports cars and I all mean, that yeah, stuff. I mean, yeah, they do have a six well, lane. fuck that. I'm talking about the Corolla, Toyota Corolla that's going true. 90 miles. Every car can go 100. Let's just get the facts straight. Yeah. You yeah. My but, Prius? but they can't even, well, not the Prius. <laughs> Priuses can't It'll go get past. there. It'll, It'll get there. It'll, It'll take like a couple Here's minutes. Here's the issue. It'll get there, but it's not safe. I'm not talking about your Prius. I'm talking about certain cars are not made to go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And they hit one fucking pothole. We don't have the smoothest roads in the world. Yeah. You hit one fucking pothole. But I've noticed that now, every time I go out, there's crazy fucking riders. I yeah. mean, you've experienced this, no? Absolutely. Just coming up here, you know, I'm on a BMW. I, I, my, my normal speed is like 85, 90. And I had this guy in a minivan. I can see him like a quarter mile back 
he was just zipping through. And he gets to me, of course, he wanted to just like lay the horn. I was like, dude, there's there's two other lanes that are open just because you're on the fast lane and I'm on the fast lane. You want me to move over? It's like to go higher than 90. To go higher than 90. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So, I I mean, I get it. It's it's kind of like it's an open road and you want to. Yeah. I mean, there, there's not that many speed. chances that they have a six no. lane highway for and them to race. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a fucking minivan, you know, going 85, 90 miles an hour and they yeah. want to go faster and faster. Yeah. But um, yeah, when this first happened, I, I, I thought it was just me. I was I was on no, Franklin. I've been seeing it. I was on Franklin. It's just me and one other car. Yeah. I'm fucking riding the street gliding. And this lady just came like, I mean, I'm talking about maybe six inches before knocking me off. She went from the right lane past me to go to the left lane to make a left. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, are you fucking kidding? Like there's, there's, it's only you and me. You yeah. couldn't slow down or put on your blinker. And then I pulled up obviously banging on the window. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, Rider error right there. What's that? That was a potential accident. That was a potential. Have you guys gone out, like, out of the city? Have you ridden, like, let's say, you know... We're, we're thinking about going to El Mirage this weekend. Have you been there? The dry well, lake bed? I, no, I'm, I, I I'm not, that. because I also don't want to leave, you know, my wife with the kids at home by herself. And, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, probably it will be a great time to do a but trip. But if we go and do that, the good thing is when we get back, we can't come home to our wives for 14 days because of <laughs> quarantine. There you go. Yeah. That's that's a plus for sure. Uh, the 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 low the low end of the of the trip is that you probably won't have a hotel to sleep at. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's this camping is when camping goes. That's you right. should buy that you know camping gear now. And so. have you seen those Lone Rider tents they make for the BMWs? Dude, I've been scoping that, and yeah, I I see your bags. I'm actually love them. Yeah, we got we got three sets of three right three sets we of did bars. Three sets of Lone Rider bars, bags, bags, bags. and uh, what else did we do? The, oh, the, the, head, the shield, the, the headlight. Head, yeah. Have you shot with them, or you're just big fans? No, we sh- we shoot with them. Yeah, and yeah, we get them. We get like like a discount. Nice for them. Um, I we highly do with recommend our, it. We do with a lot of brands. Um, yeah. Showy, the one that we get the biggest um, the helmets. Yeah, and up. that's kind of what I was talking about with LA Moto. Is like you you build relationships with different companies and you kind of promote them because you believe in their products. It's not so much like, hey, we got to, you that, know. And that is exactly what it is. I do not take one. one I usually don't take one text message from anybody saying, hey, you want to represent us unless I pick the product. And this happens a lot with me. Uh, I, and, and I always complain about it because I set up my bike the way I like it. Exactly, yeah. And then because my bike is set up and I paid full price for everything that is on my bike, mm-hmm. then everybody around me gets a discount. Yeah. And I'm always like, fuck, man, how do I get... Because they see it on yours yeah. and they're like, oh, how, well, how do I get that? Yeah, I take pictures of it and then the brand is like, oh, we're open yeah. to collaborate if you want. And, and I'm like, fuck, for, for all my friends, great. You know, everybody gets a discount. Well, I've been um, doing that with... Uh, so, you know, speaking of what I do, I'm in fashion and I... I manufacture clothes and all that i'm not an essential worker of course so i'm at home but unless um, you make masks oh unless, unless you make, you make there's masks. a lot yeah so the company i'm working for uh dickie's moto is is making these antibacterial masks which okay cool but um you know it's everyone's doing these mask things but like so i know what it takes like from margins to wholesale like you know that back end right you right. Know, it's, you don't just pay retail and so what, what i've been doing is is kind of doing that program with other influencers that 
that will wear mm -hmm. my jackets or my clothes and say, hey, you know, you, you get a discount code, put it, put this out there on your social media yep. and whatever we get in, you get a percentage cut. And so that's like an ambassador program, ambassador program. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, it's just like I was saying, we need to pick the product. For example, Showy helmets, we started with the RF-1200. It's the one I had. Yeah. I tried it. I thought it was amazing. And and I called Showy. And, 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 and one of the guys actually, Nate, met, met um, uh, our contact at Showy. And, and they started a conversation. It's like, well, we all, initially we all in the crew want Showy's because we were trying the Simpsons and... No. They're, they look great for fucking photography, but, but they're but functional. Yeah. Open road. It's yeah. awesome. It sounds a lot. And yeah. Showy's are Nothing really, against Showy's are really Simpsons, nothing, but what are you, what, what helmet do you have? You don't, you don't have but a Showy, no, right? No, I have, I have everything. I have a, <laughs> I'm wearing a Nex helmet. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's really cool, too, in, in yeah, for pictures. Yeah, it's my go-to. I, I got a leather wrap Nex helmet that that's yeah. blows their mind. Yeah. It, it, Is it the, the X100? Oh, fuck, it's kind of like the cafe racer that has a, the visor in front. No, no, no. no it's no, a. No, it, no. it looks like a regular helmet, just wrapped in leather layer. wrap. It was carbon fiber leather wrap. Oh, you wrapped it yourself? No, from Nex. Yeah, it, I've it, seen those. I've seen it. I've actually went to their uh, their their manufacturing facility in in Portugal. Oh, oh yeah, nice. they're out of Portugal. Years. Yeah. That one that Robert had looked really good when he was wearing his chaps with them with the butt uh, open, yeah, open, open the butt. Yeah, yeah. jeans, just nice. chaps. Out really in the desert, out. you know, super People biker. hate it. Yeah. Fucking haters. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. They yeah, hate correct. Us they in your us. case, they hate us to the anus. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so right now you're rocking the next? I'm rocking the next just because I knew I was like, I just want to get there. It took me like 20 minutes. So I just, or else I would have ridden the, the Harley and like just cruise on over. But um, I know I don't know. Like I, I like everything out there. It's it's again like you know if you want to be an ambassador, you want to collaborate with businesses. It, it has to work with your you know aesthetics, right? Mm -hmm. Because like I've seen I've I've seen other people try to rock these like brands at them. Like why would, why the hell would you wear that with that kind of like you know you don't wear leather chaps. Yeah, right. but you're you're being you know, sponsored by Leather it, Chaps Company. And it just doesn't seem natural when, when you see a random brand that nobody has seen. And and actually, I take a lot of time to investigate. And if you were, for example, collaborating with a brand that is completely random, mm -hmm. I would go in the profile of the brand, see how do they connect to you. And if they don't, yeah, I basically just, lose all the respect. Yeah, so for so sorry, you know, sorry, it's not for me. But, you know, going to that, like social media influencers, there's a lot of us. Yeah. And it's like, how do companies know which you know, which, uh, events or which, uh, which, uh, what's legit, websites. what's not, yeah. what works. Look, I, I don't, I don't actually, well, you, you might, be, you might consider, um, in your case, and I consider it too more like an influencer in our mm -hmm. case, we just create content. Main 90% of the content we create, nobody sees it because we don't post everything, you know, no. uh, I create content for a lot of brands and I just set up in Dropbox, um, a folder and they use the content. Oh, but, wow. but in Los Pepes, it's basically just a showcase. It's a portfolio of what we can do. Oh, nice. You know, so brands no, can I've see seen it. it. It's, it's all over your walls. You know, I love the photos. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It yeah, it, actually, that's how I, I uh, found out about you guys. Before I even met you, was just like your photos were, were really uh, attractive and just very, very, uh, I guess, authentic in a way just the photos that you, you take aesthetically so. pleasing i mean what it is is pleasing. every sunday 
we ride and well, I shoot all, while I'm riding. Well, your photos, it's it's like you guys on the bikes, not like you guys buy the bikes. You guys at a cafe, at a cafe, you know, looking cool. Like you guys are actually riding in your photos, yeah. which makes a big, and, huge and, difference. And I, I give, uh, you know, obviously 100% props to Jaime for taking these pictures. Mm. This guy does crazy shit. You know, he's ridden on the back of the bike backwards, taking yeah, photography yeah. pictures. He has it hanging on the side, one-handed, taking pictures, cruise control. Probably not the safest. No, way, well, I actually, I got a message yesterday. I mean, street cred like crazy for the <laughs> pictures you have taken. And if you're not familiar with his pictures uh, on Instagram, check out Los Pepes. It's yeah, an amazing portfolio. I actually got a text message yesterday of a guy uh, that, that asked me, how do you take your pictures? And as I was writing it down and describing it, I was like, fuck. Crazy. My due date is pretty soon. You know, like. I I, I, re I remember uh, Colin. He had the the fat bob. Yeah. With with the old school backrest, you know the, yeah. the sissy bar, but the tall one. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it did not look secure at all. And I got <laughs> no, video because I had a GoPro. Heim is just like hugging wrapping that thing, sitting, around, yeah, wrapping yeah. around, facing, you know, back opposite, back, yeah. opposite side of the bike, you know, going butts to butts with mm -hmm. with the rider. Taking pictures of us. I mean, those pictures were... With Colin also, who with, had with been Colin. riding for about six months. Right. That with day. Colin that has been riding for six months. Well, we didn't crazy. know by then, but, yeah. but, but Guys, again... 90% rider error. 90% <laughs> rider error. And just to clarify, not intentional rider error. No. It's just not knowing. But anyway, 95% of the pictures I take, and I was describing this to a guy that texted me yesterday, is um, I get the bike to 65 miles an hour, mm -hmm. cruise control, lose both hands, and yeah. turn around and shoot this. What people. do you What do you shoot? You camera? Yeah. Um. Um. Sony A seven R four. Uh, the alphas. I love yeah. those. Um. Yeah. I just turn around and there's yeah. multiple pictures of me doing it. And when I see it, I was like, "Fuck! I hope it doesn't go out there because if my family sees it, or you know." No, it's it's. Does your family even know you ride a bike? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. It's a price you pay for those good photography, you know. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely not doing that." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess I understand." <laughs> crazy yeah i mean there's a story that um maybe how long ago four years ago we did a shoot for eagle rider and uh we did the same thing eagle so, rider gets around eagle rider does get around uh but so i was on a street glide and i was riding and my buddy uh was doing the same thing but butts to butts Reverse cowgirl shooting my guys. Reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Notes, got it. <laughs> uh, he was shooting, and we were, like, in La Paz, like, Baja, Mexico, right? You know, so we're, like, down close to, um, where is that? Cabo. Cabo. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it was a cool little shot, and, but it, it, we were shooting at this, like, uh, this blind spot corner, right? So we're shooting, shooting, and it was it was very epic, and it was, like, early in the morning, like a uh, sunrise. And I think the third time we shot it, we're turning three big rigs. We're going the opposite side, going like 60 miles, like fast, like back, you know, right. Mexi go down Mexico there. Fast. There's no law, you know, right. it's just kind of like cowboys. Yeah. So woof, I was the front the first motorcycle. First big rig comes up. I can feel how fast they're going. And it was huge. And another big rig comes up right, right behind them. And the third one was going wide. So he was in my lane. So right at the, I guess, the apex of the, the turn, I saw this third big rig right in front of me. 
And there was really no reaction. It's either you get hit like a fly and you're on the windshield and you're dead or you kind of just maneuver just naturally. And that's what I did. And I was like maneuvering to the right, trying to get away from it. And like on your right is like this cliff, you know, and it's like you're either splash or you're into the Pacific Ocean. Splash or splash. But it was just a weird, you know, situation. I just maneuvered. And my buddy in the back of me going, you know, reverse cowgirl was like, dude, what was that? I'm like, you don't even want to know. Because it grazed his his right foot or right leg. And he just felt how fast and how close that big rig was. But fucking so scary. Yeah, we, scary, have, we, had an we had an experience like that in Joshua Tree. I was uh, shooting with the GoPro. Actually, I just posted a couple of uh, days ago a video on the Instagram TV. Um that has that shot that I was shooting with the GoPro. I, I don't put the GoPro on the bike. I carry it in my hand with a stick. Yeah. And um, so I think I can I've, I've seen you do that. So I can shoot when I laterally. Run with you guys. Yeah. yeah. And um, so so I'm on the left lane. So it's a two it's a two lane. It's a one lane each direction mm -hmm. uh, road, and I'm on the on the opposite lane going against the traffic yeah but there was nobody in the just road so you can capture the yeah, shot so I can and this is the kind shot. of like in the middle of nowhere right? yeah in the, in the middle of nowhere and um i'm shooting the guys on the right side and suddenly a guy passed me through the sand from the opposite side so from the on your left side on my on left because you're already on on the opposite lane correct so the guys are on the the, the right lane going one way he's on the opposite lane and this guy goes to the dirt of the left of him passes him up flying it was Flying, like, I'm talking desert, 95 miles an hour. So what was he on? In, in a in a four by four no, it, it, truck. It, it was like a it was like a probably 1990 Toyota, <laughs> two, you know, two door Prius, yeah. 1980 Prius. So it was like a sedan, like a normal no, no, car. No, 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 it's no, a no, pickup no. truck. It's a pickup okay. truck, it's a pick but like truck? lifted with but like yeah. desert desert wheels. Oh, Mad Max, kind of like an nice. old school yeah. shitty so Mad Max. So I put my camera away, and. I take off just to catch him. And then they uh, we passed were hitting, me. I thought that we were racing. I was like, that's we, cool. I passed him. He thinks we're racing. And we're going 125 miles an hour down. Behind the student. Um, Behind the student. Behind this guy. And we can't Jeez. catch him. We keep going. We keep going until I catch him. He makes a, a, a right turn. Well, 90 it, degrees sliding. Well, it was a 90 degree turn. So oh, all of a sudden it's a straight road. And yeah. then there's a 90 degree turn. So now we're all like taking that. Sliding. And I keep going until there's a stop sign. And it's a T, right? So yeah. I'm going and, and I and, and you hit the dead end. I get the, the dead end. And he goes out of the road, start doing donuts, <laughs> and head back in the same direction that we were going. Towards us. So Towards he's us. in front of us. Oh, shit. He, he gets to the T, so there's no road to go straight. He goes straight onto the sand. He fucking does like three... You know, donuts, donuts. like bam, 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 bam. I'm like, cool, man. Let's go. I have no idea what's going Robert on. doesn't know what's going Except on. Except that we I'm went just, over a hundred. Yeah. We're all doing which, it together, which is great. good. But he was actually, you were like, oh, I was pissed. pissed. I was yeah, gonna right. say, what the fuck right is your error. problem? Yeah, right. You know, we thought, we thought even thinking it because the guy in the desert, yeah. he might have a shotgun, and I'm like, yeah. game over, right? But uh, I didn't get that close. Um, but then he turned. He I turned think he around saw, and then he goes the opposite way, and then then I was like, oh, that was cool, guys. And then when we get off, hey, did you see that fucking asshole? I'm like. What happened? I thought we were like all. Yeah. Well, we it have all right. this in video. Yeah, and then, and then I have it on my GoPro. Oh man, I want to yeah, see that. Yeah, so it's crazy. No, no yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely post that up. We got to post it up now. So anyway, what's the next? What's the next steps for your Los Angeles model? Your personal stuff. We you also like um, 
do wholesale for brands, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So I have my own company, like a leather jacket company. And then also I work for a couple brands as their marketing director as well. So I find content to do with magazines, uh, to, you know, photo shoots, to, you know, space ads and all that stuff. But I guess what's next? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're kind of in this like weird furlough of like nothing to do just until this, this, uh, this virus goes away. I mean, I wanted to do more rides. So we were actually uh, creating a new um, camp out um, with another company or another brand that we're going to collaborate with. And we were going to... Which brand? Huh? Which brand? I guess I can't say just because it's 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 kind of a top secret. But uh, we're, we're kind of doing that. And it was supposed to be big and promoted and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean... We had a lot of uh, events lined up, and now it's kind of been canceled. So I've been traveling a lot until up to March, and uh, now I'm like, I'm just twiddling my thumb. I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, yeah, and 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 when you say us, at the end of the day, you say it's a solo mission, basically, right? It's pretty much yeah. It's me and a, a few other guys that you know shoot and create uh -huh. video for me. Content, nice content. Yeah, so I mean, I guess in next ten years or what, almost two years. Yeah, in two years. Yeah, in two years, where I want to be, I don't know, man. I actually want to. Big, it's a big. I mean, it's the time to think about that is right now. I know, and I strongly recommend. You said your website will be fully up and running by June. Yeah, I mean, I it's strongly, up. I strongly recommend get that going now because yeah. people are at home stuck, and this is the time to get your social media presence going. I know. I should do a podcast competing podcast why not Fuck I, don't, yeah. I don't think so man you should join us just talk to myself and like yeah just come up with random topics i mean i don't know i i, I think it's or you could just come here anytime just come want. here anytime just be you know talk. just talk and we'll talk with more people well it's it's funny because my brother he's he has he's kind of the same thing in baseball right so he does he's just started a podcast and um he's a he's he's doing these you know same thing so he he doesn't ride anything or doesn't like motorcycles but um, our family's big into baseball like we grew up we all played and all that stuff so he just kind of he's like the youngest brother so he just kind of picked it up um so he's doing podcasts right now which is cool and that's what i've been doing actually what i i was listening to one of your episodes last yesterday just because i want to like make sure like you know what do i talk about what yeah it's just how do i act yeah it, it, unless it's unless it's a, a specific topic like uh, we did with um, or specialty or yeah, something yeah with what is so what episode would this be what's our special topic oh we're talking no, about motorcycles we're chatting this is a about casual your, conversation and also about, about your your business because i think yeah. people see the los angeles motto and they don't see the person behind it you know and yeah. we kind of want to and it's your experience and i did that on purpose because i i don't want to be the face of it i feel like Everybody wants to do that, wants to be in the limelight and like... But well, why know. not? Everybody wants to be the face of it. I why know. don't you want to be the face well, of it? Well, it's the same with Los Pepes. I barely ever show up I, in the pictures. Sometimes you want to just walk away yeah, from but it and I do know other things. Well, I know. <laughs> 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 Robert just made a gesture because I'm fat. Because he's uh, super fat. I wasn't all... I <laughs> was 300? I wasn't... <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> I was I wasn't always that guy, <laughs> but um, but I've never been I've, I've never been um I've never been never in been the thin. front of it. No, no, I've been thin. 
You know what I've been doing now is like push-ups. You know those. Uh, sure, I know. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I feel like burpees. Yeah, no, those push-up. Uh, you know, challenges. nominations. Yeah, challenges on on yeah. Instagram. So I feel like I'm I'm at home doing these challenges. I feel like I'm in prison. Like just all I'm doing is like push-ups. And I like, think I think my know, problem pull comes up. my pull-ups. My problem comes through my mouth. I think. Uh, and I, eat, I do that I too. Way too it's much. like I, I, I do push ups and pull ups, and then I eat like, you know, Shit. Burger Kings and just the, crap. No, no, it's not that much what I eat for lunch, it's breakfast. It's the and habit of eating. It, no, no, for me, it's the desserts. I eat dessert after oh, breakfast. Sweet too. Sweets. Oh, way too much. Yeah. yeah. My well, you're, you're Spanish, so you have that. Yeah, you're European, you, you know. Because mm. I was, I mean, you know, I, I travel. <laughs> Like I go to France and it's like, you know, uh, my history. friends there, history the first thing they do is like coffee and chocolate. Right. Chocolate, and then, chocolate and is a baguette me, yeah. and it's, butter. I'm like, that's, that's breakfast. Like, yeah. yeah. I, a good, good, good friend of yeah. mine, Aaron Scobie from Monterey, he would order, he would always order dessert before first. me. And he, I don't, he wasn't even European. He was born in Fresno. And <laughs> I would be like, why the fuck do you order dessert before, you know, lunch or whatever the case is? He, Just in case I'm not hungry after. No, he says, uh, cause you never know what can happen. <laughs> I'm like what? It's like, what at that moment I was like it's okay a, and now yeah. I'm like what do you mean you it's know? a very like, dark perspective you know but like but in Europe food. I hear they do that as well and part of the reason they do that is because you won't eat as much of your regular food when it comes yeah That's you, when you used to be known to be in France for example the fruit yeah. first and then your meal that's why your mom says don't spoil your you know your appetite and like eat a bag of cookies or something because you're gonna have a meal do you ever hear that? Yeah, yeah. no, of course. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. Yeah, don't don't eat. I'm yeah, making dinner. Yeah. No, but I do that. I, salty comes first, and then I just don't forgive ever the dessert. Yeah. You know? One of my favorite posts that I saw was uh, somebody's refrigerator, and it had a it had a sign. They they printed their own sign, and it says, "Close the door. You're bored. You're not hungry." Nice. You know, because that's what everybody's doing with yeah. this quarantine right now. I mean, yeah, like now, like you know, my girlfriend and I were missing like dinners, like going out and going to dinner. You know, it's like. Is that ever going to happen again? It's like... It's so fucking wild. It's weird. We're still it out. I mean, we, we're bringing the food from outside to the house. Uh, yeah, I go, know, but we're, we're talking about... We go about to like, our favorite restaurant and bring the food. served and... No, we It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, no, I, was, I was in a drive through lane. I think I was getting coffee and I was on the bike and I was just watching the person order their food. And so she gives the, the card to the guy... And then the guy handles the back. And of course, she's wearing gloves and masks and all that. And so before she takes it in and puts it in her purse, she sprays it with, with, with alcohol. The, with like alcohol. And she was like spraying it and like doing this. And I'm like, man, it's like the whole you know, well, mentality. I, of, but I think right now that's a little bit of exaggeration because we've been told to be in panic. But I think the normal, well, the normal case right now will be... More the same the same thing, but a version a little bit more relaxed of all this. Well, that's you know I think that's my case is like, you know you go out now and it's what it's is it I can't I don't even know what date is it's Wednesday it's is it March right now is Wednesday the fifteenth or eight yeah April, no it's April fifteenth oh April April oh, wow shit. <laughs> April, wait, it's what April, year what year what year holy twenty twenty two. It's April 15th. It's tax day. You sounded day. so convincing. I know that. No, they extended tax day till June. I know, birthday. but it's, 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 my, ber- it's, it's my son's birthday. Yeah, I should Today. know that. Yeah, what are you doing here? Talking yeah, to a bunch of nobodies. To you, man. Man. I thought this was going to be better. But, you know, yeah, so it's 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 this time. It's like, what are we, what are we doing? You know, are we going to go back to normal? I feel like more and more now, people are like, I because I, I look around and none of us are wearing masks and we're talking, you know, we're, 
we're talking to each other. Either he's, though he's we're lying. six feet wearing, away I'm from wearing, each other. He's lying. We're in three different I'm rooms. wearing we're my in, bandana right now. You're actually in Spain right now. Yeah. Exactly. And you're in the Philippines. <laughs> I'm in the I'm Philippines. In I'm in, yeah. Weird. Are you Cuban? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in Cuba. My parents are Cuban. Ago. I was born in Los Angeles. You know, there's a motorcycle, a big motorcycle gathering in Cuba. He doesn't know. He's Weird. not from there. There's a motorcycle gallery in Cuba? Yeah. I have my, Where? Uh, I forgot the, the beach, but... It's a big Varadero. Yes, I I, I, I go to Varadero. All yeah, the time. it's it's oh what it's like an hour and a half away from Havana. Um, yeah, but yeah, I so that's where I went. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, I was there. So you were in Cuba. I was in Cuba for six a week. Yeah, just for just for fun. I don't know. What'd you think? I loved it. It was like no phones, no technology. What year? Uh, three years ago. So in three years ago, just for people who are listening, there was no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. There's no Facebook. There's no internet, really, except for in the hotel, which is shitty. Or... Your phone doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Or... So, when I went there, it was literally right before the embargo, you know, when the, the United after States... After the Obama or before the Obama thing? Because Obama opened it up, you know... He opened Bef it up at the end. Before, yeah, the before end it was opened up. So, it was right. like, I think, uh, in January, because I, I was there in November or October. I don't... Uh, I 15, 16? No, yeah, 17. I... Yeah, whatever three years ago but so three months after they opened up the embargo so but anyways i i, I get there and so i was i guess the backstory is i was in mexico city hanging out with my buddies there so i had kind of like business and all that stuff and they're also motorcycle guys and they're big in, in motorcycle scene um and i was like bored i was already there for a week and i had another week you know i i was i, I really didn't have any plans i'm like i should go to cuba Thinking Cuba is like down the street. No, right. it's it's not. But since kind of. I'm in Mexico, I can fly there and with it's no problem. No issues, problem, passport, you know. So I did that, and uh, my buddy's like, "Yeah, you should go get an Airbnb." I'm like, "Airbnb?" He's like, "Yeah, they open it up. They have an Airbnb now." So we looked it up, you know, booked my ticket, um, booked my 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 room, and it was great. You know, it was easy. It was like cost me like probably four hundred bucks for the for flights and the Staying there for six days. Very affordable. But the the thing was, yeah, you had no Wi-Fi, so you really didn't have anything. Connection with anybody. Connection. And the only thing, the only place you can get it was at the hotels, which I wasn't staying at, so I, I had my own place, or at public parks. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, some some public parks. So some yeah. public parks, and there's, you know, guys there. Recently, that would, some public parks. So, yeah, yeah, three years makes they sense. Were, they were selling those, like, little prepaid, prepaid stuff. So yeah, two hours. Park. But you can only use it while you're uh, at a at public park. park. You're right. So you and can't walk around. everybody is at the park. So uh, the funny thing is, like, at night, I was, I was bored, and so I needed to, like, just check my emails. And then, like, there's, like, I don't know, like 100 people in the park, like mostly kids just like sitting there, you know, by, by the curb, just like online, online, On just Instagram. whatever they can. <laughs> in their zone. And I'm no, like, no Instagram. There's still mean? no Instagram. Really? They just allowed Facebook. Oh yeah. But it was a, it was a very surreal uh, moment because I'm like, Oh no. Like that innocence of like being outside and doing things without your phone it's it's infiltrated with these guys and now you have these kids just like you know it's all completely dark and you just see the screen the light and they're just like faces. zombied out i'm like well that uh, there goes cuba you know yeah but, 60 something years and that yeah. just went to shit but i think now because i was talking to my buddy that's that lives there 
they don't have they don't have um, the Airbnbs anymore. I think they they well they shut never that had down. they never had the Airbnbs. What they were doing was you had people in Miami. They would set up oh. the Airbnb account. And they would go and take pictures and they would go to Cubans' houses and say, hey, I'll take some pictures. If you're cool, I'll rent out one of the rooms. So it was all organized through Miami uh, Cubans. Yeah. And then that's how they ended so up. So if they have like out. family members, they have homes there. They all. Right. But, th- th- but now the Cuban government kind of was like, hey, time out. Like you can't make money because the, the government, own, because it's a communist country, yeah. the government owns those properties. So I know. When they found that about that, they shut that down real quick. Well, you can definitely see, you know, how the government kind of controls everybody, everybody you know everybody. so you go to the market i mean there's like how we are seeing like all the toilet paper like all the shelves emptied yeah that's how it it's was always in cuba. been for 60 years in cuba. you know and so there's like barely any meats and like you go to the the poultry section it's like hot dogs like not like fresh hot dogs it's like hot dogs in packages right and like maybe one piece of chicken there and yeah. then you go to the 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 liquor section it's just like fully cased you know, of, uh, of like liquor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very limited items, what they have yeah. and whatever people buy, that's, that's all they can take. I mean, yeah. My takeaways from there and like my visit there was like, people were amazing. People were just nice. Most like my people in the world, you know, you, I mean, I was in like deep into like old Havana, right? Because first thing my buddy from New York gave me this like cheat sheet. Cause I didn't know anything about Cuba. Like, where do you go? Like, how do you Google it? And, right. So he's like, I've been there. This is a cheat sheet that I got from another friend. Where to go, where like the non-tourists will go. So the first thing I want to do is go to this like really nice music, you know, um, the club. The social club or which one? I don't know, but it was like deep into uh, old Havana, like where it's just like dark and like very mysterious and there's, you know, but they, they the cab would stop at this building and there was like, you couldn't hear anything. So you have to like go in there, go into the little corners. And then there's like this full of normal Cubans, you know, like locals and just dancing and drinking and all that. I'm like, man, I'm in a good place. So that's what I did. Instead of doing like these, these like, um, touristy things, you know, I, I, they actually have one of those like hop on, hop off buses there too. Yeah, the red, red. Did you ride at all when you were there? No, I couldn't, it's hard to get a motorcycle. Yeah, I couldn't find a motorcycle. That I, I found, I found one, and the guy didn't commit to it, and I, I was kind of frightened because it was the suicide shifters, nice. you know, where you have it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can, I'm sure I can do it, but, but a part of me was like, I don't know, I, I didn't push it enough, so I never got it. Yeah. But that's always been two dreams that I've always had: is a skydive over Cuba, and ride a motorcycle through all of Cuba. Yeah. But um, bro, we did uh, an hour and thirty minutes. Just like um, that. Huh? Just like that, man. It was a great conversation. Please let everybody know where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Los Angeles Moto is the Instagram handle. And for the website, it's losangelesmoto.org, which is, uh, yeah, it's up and running right now. So That's fucking awesome. Thank you so much for and coming, man. And you'll be updating the website and making it look better yep. and better, right? Yeah, so we're going to be doing more events. As soon as, you know, the the, the ban of, of uh, isolating yourself is is lifted we want to do more events hey maybe do events with you guys do some rides absolutely um we'll definitely be collaborating yeah thank you so much for coming man thank you thank you and that's it for this episode thank you so very much for listening if you liked it please make sure to subscribe on apple spotify youtube on everywhere wherever you're listening to this there's a subscribe button please click on it 
It helps the podcast. It helps the guests. It helps all of us. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Ride Boundless to see amazing pictures and contents and videos of the people we are speaking to. Until then, see you next week. Ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.